I feel like more and more people are being tricked into doing things that they um, don't realize they're doing, like giving out their passwords. And if they don't have appropriate security and measurements in place, their business can just disappear overnight. Hey everybody, welcome to The Den, CJ Bachman here. Today I am joined with Scott Ficasny. Scott is the president of Shock IT Support. Welcome to The Den, Scott. Thank you, thanks for having me, CJ. Absolutely, now you are no stranger to being on our show or kind of coming in and talking about things. One SEO has the privilege of working on the videos for Shock as well. Um, so I know you know the drill, but right now we're gonna talk about something that's kind of hot and heavy out there, cybersecurity, specifically for small and medium-sized businesses. Um, it's a hot topic right now, but especially with small businesses that are vulnerable. Um, so before we get into that, let's kind of tell people a little bit more about you and Shock and what you guys do, and then we'll kind of go right into the cybersecurity aspect. For sure, and I feel like businesses are always vulnerable, so that will yeah. be a never-ending topic. <laughs> Um, yeah, Shock IT is right in Bristol, PA, and um, we provide IT support for small, medium-sized businesses around the region. I started this company back in 2001, and we've grown it ever since, and now we became Shock IT. Um, same great company, same great employees, just a new name. And it's been our new name now for, what, three years, I yeah, think? Yeah, absolutely. God, like, I talk about it like it's just our new name, but we've had it forever. So. You know what, though? And just so that people know, you have been in this business since you were a kid, right? As a high school student, I think you were part of you know, going out and visiting clients and kind of starting something on your own, right? One of our clients that we still have today, yeah. um, I actually had my mom drive me after school and drop me off at their office just so that I can fix their computers. So after school, they would wait, save all their computer problems to a day I, the day I didn't have after school activities, drop me off there at 3.30, whatever time it was, pick me up at 6 or 7, and I would just take care of all their computer issues after school. And the interesting part about it is none of my friends knew I had a business on the side when I was a sophomore and junior <laughs> in high school. It's just you something I did. You didn't say anything to me either. I actually found out through the client that you're mentioning. They talked about how long they knew you and all of that. So that's that's really awesome. And that has to help with running your business and your employees kind of understanding that you know exactly what you're doing and why the company was built and the purpose. So that's really awesome. For sure. Um, so let's get right into it. Let's talk about this hot topic of cybersecurity and the vulnerability that so many businesses Businesses face. Why is it so important for businesses to have this type of security? I feel like more and more people are being tricked into doing things that they um, don't realize they're doing, like giving out their passwords. And if they don't have appropriate security and measurements in place, their business can just disappear overnight. Um, for example, um, we have clients call us all the time where their email was compromised and their email gets compromised because they're tricked into giving out their password. And what, what does that cause? A lot more than just somebody reading your email. They actually jump into your email and might send wire transfer notifications to the wrong company. So you think you're wiring $50,000 to a client, you're really wiring $100,000 to some hacker, uh, hacker in, I don't know, whatever country it is. I don't want to speculate as to what country <laughs> yeah, it's going to. Right. Um, so you can't get that money back. The FBI can't help you. The bank can't help you. Um, there's nothing you can do. Um, and it happens all the time. So 
if you don't have appropriate security, you can lose your files, you can lose money, you can lose your business, you can lose your employees because the employee's information might get stolen. And if somebody goes onto your server and steals um, the salary information for all of your employees, it's pretty valuable information that recruiters might want to utilize to steal them from you. And plus, does an employee really want to work with you if they know that their information was stolen? Absolutely. So that's it's more important than just saying uh put some antivirus on your computer because you know you might get a virus we might have to wipe your computer clean and redo it you can actually lose your company lose hundreds of thousands of dollars in one case um i know a company very local to here that wired two million dollars to the wrong account and never got their money back wow and that's that is life-changing money that can actually take a business completely off the map um, and then, you know, everybody is used to kind of hearing about um, individuals getting their identities hacked. Like we have someone in this building who found out that motorcycle was bought in their name and they had, you know, no idea. And it takes so much time and effort and energy to kind of clean that up. So I think everybody from individuals to businesses, they know the damage that it can cause. But what are some of the warning signs that they need to look out for? Um, things that they can actually, you know, do on a regular basis to either help prevent or kind of know those indicators of, hey, this isn't right, this isn't normal. Yeah, for an individual person, I think some of the best things you can do is make sure you have some sort of credit monitoring. You mentioned about the um, the motorcycle being purchased. That was just because somebody's social security number was on the internet. That person did nothing wrong. Yeah. Their social security number was just online and a quick Google search away, you can see where they live. Now you have their home address, you have their mother's maiden name, you can look all that up online. Um, but what can you do? You can, I think you should have credit monitoring to make sure no one's trying to apply for credit. Lock your credit out. There's three bureaus out there. Lock all three. I think you should have your on all your personal email accounts and especially your banking accounts, two-factor authentication. I know it's a real pain in the butt to get that text message, look at your phone or have the app generate that six-digit number, but you have to now. If someone gains access to your email, they can then reset your bank passwords. Yep. So two-factor authentication to log into everything. And then the last thing is awareness. Um, just know that every email, every um Every prince from another country that makes it look like they're trying to do you a favor is not really doing you a favor. Right. Um, every link you go to click, don't just type your password in when they ask you to type in your password. Just know that there's people and there's people out there looking to take your money every chance they get. Yeah, and I think something too for, for individuals and even inside a business, it's something that we've experienced too. Pay attention to who the email is coming from. If it's coming from someone within your domain, but it's an email address that doesn't match their original email, that's a red flag. Yeah. If it's coming from you, if someone's saying that they have your information, like, you know, pay close attention to it because that's another red flag. Um, it's easy for you and I to sit here and say, okay, we know that there are things out there to help and things that people can do to protect themselves. But there are insurance uh, policies that are available. The, the measures that have to be put in place to actually really qualify um, are dependent on the type of business that you are. Mm -hmm. What kind of information can you share with people about the policies and things that they should be thinking about or putting into place to really help them should something come about? Yeah, we're very familiar with all the different insurance companies and what they require. Every company has something different. And 
what we found is that the most important thing is that when you go to apply for your business owner's insurance or your cyber insurance policy, make sure that you are extremely honest on the form. And I'll get into that in just a second as to why. But the insurance companies look for a few specific things in order to underwrite you. These things are gonna be your easy, easy solutions, which every business should have, such as antivirus that can't be disabled. Why is it important to have antivirus that can't be disabled? Because what's the first thing someone's gonna do if they break into your computer? If you have antivirus, they're gonna disable it. They're just gonna right-click on it and disable it. If you can right-click and disable your antivirus, you don't have a good antivirus solution. That's one thing. They wanna make sure you have a firewall. Firewalls, honestly, are only as good as the person that configured it. So I kind of disagree with that, but at the same time, I get it. You have to take baby steps in this industry to make sure people um, do what's necessary. They're also gonna make sure that you have very granular permissions. If CJ has access to only these folders, then no one else should have access to CJ's folders unless you want them to have access to it. They wanna make sure HR only has access to HR. Accounting only has access to accounting. And sometimes they even ask for proof of that. More so now, the insurance companies are also asking for something called managed detection and response. Um, or endpoint detection and response, MDR or EDR. They're essentially the same thing. Think of it as antivirus on steroids. It's gonna monitor your network 24 seven, 365. And if God forbid someone gets into your network and ransomware is spreading, it's gonna detect it. It's gonna shut down those bad people from doing bad things, or maybe shut down your employee who's doing something bad, like trying to steal all your company data. And it's gonna call you. It doesn't matter if it's 2 a.m., 3 a.m., 4 a.m., they're going to call you. We're going to call you. We're going to make sure that your network is safe and back to where it needs to go before the bad things happen. Granted, having a good backup, you can get all that data back, but you're going to be down for one, two, three, four, five days, however long it takes to restore your backup if you don't have a good backup. And I promise I'd circle back on um, why it's important not to lie. I can tell you one thing about insurance companies. They don't like to pay. Um, so there, no insurance company wakes up in the morning and says, I want to just pay out as many claims as I can today. So it's up to you as the business owner or whoever is filling out your form to make sure that when you fill out that form, you're honest. If you check off the box that says, I have a firewall, I have managed detection and response, and then you do end up getting compromised, they come back and they do that audit because at that point, you're starting to charge them. Uh, you're costing the insurance company tens of thousands of dollars. Mm -hmm. They're going to check. And in some cases, I've seen that they've paid for all the expenses, then came back a year later and want all that money back with interest. Yeah. They, they're not messing around. On those forms, just make sure you fill them out legit. We do it for our clients. We verify all those forms. Your IT company should do the same. If you don't have an IT company, find one like us or shock IT ourselves <laughs> to um, actually review those forms for you. Well, let's actually, since you're kind of talking about mm -hmm. that, there may be businesses out there that don't mm -hmm. have a managed IT company that, you know, now that they're listening to you and they're kind of talking about these things, they're like, I don't have time. I want to make sure that I'm secure. What all can shock do for, for their clients? Yep. Um, shock is more or less just an extension of your own company. When you have an IT problem, you pick up the phone, you give us a call. It could be something as simple as, I don't know how to 
create um, something in Microsoft Word, all the way down to I need to give my employees access to files and share them. I'm having printer problems. I feel like every day we do 100 printer tickets for all of our customers. <laughs> Printers are the vein of every IT company's existence. Um, but we're just a com- we work as a leg or a department inside of your company and just make sure that you have smooth operations with IT. And one of the more important roles we have is making sure that your data is safe and securely backed up. It's, I mentioned a little bit earlier about the importance of being able to get your data back quickly in the event that it fails and not spending one, two, three, four, five, six days getting it back. Um, that's called business continuity. What we do for our clients is we make sure that if their server crashes on Monday at 6 p.m., we have the ability to make sure they're back up and running as early as 8 p.m., two hours later. Um, if you use some of the more budget-friendly backup solutions, your, back, your data is safe. It's there. But it just takes forever to get it back up and running. Which can halt business, you know. Oh, for over a week sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So with you guys being a managed IT service, one thing that I know that your clients appreciate and that people need to think about as well is your ability to monitor the situation, right? And kind of know things are going to be potentially an issue before they are. So we're kind of talking about like maybe servers going down, things like that. Um, So that's something people need to keep out uh, an eye out for as well um, is, you know, being able to have a company that is looking out for them when nothing is going wrong so that they can be more proactive versus reactive in the case that something does happen to fail. Yep. And in some cases, these alerts and the monitoring that we do are very simple alerts. Like if you have on your server or computer a drive that's starting to show indications that it's failing, it's going to tell us or it's going to write an entry into the log that we can see before it tells you. You're not going to know until your data is gone or your computer won't turn on. But we're going to know that ahead of time. Or if your internet goes out. By the time you realize that it's not just you and the whole company has no internet, we are we have already been alerted and chances are we're already picking up the phone, calling Verizon for you, calling Comcast for you, trying to find out when it's going to um, get restored. Now, we can't get up on a pole and fix it, no, but, right. we're, but, but we are there to answer the phone and let you know it's going to be two hours, four hours. You can then decide, do I want to send people home? Do I want to keep them there? Yeah. And our alerts also will alert us if... People are doing things they shouldn't be doing on a network, maybe assigning out permissions to some people that shouldn't have access to certain files. Yeah. And like you said, just an extension of that company. So it's great to have it's like having an IT person sitting in your building, Um, you know, someone that is truly monitoring and caring about what's going on. Um, Let's get into the final roar. And what I would like to do is I would like for you to really tell um, just kind of sum up everything that we've talked about. What are the biggest steps that small businesses need to take to ensure that their data is safe. Yep. I think one of the biggest steps is to make sure that your employees are educated on ways they can protect themselves and their own personal passwords. Because let's face it, if their password for their personal email, their personal bank account is Rufus123, chances are their work password is Rufus123. So if you educate your employees on good cybersecurity practices, making sure you use two-factor authentication, making sure you change your password often. Sorry, everyone. I know you hate doing it. Um, They're going to apply those same practices in the office, which means you're going to have better protection. So the first step is to make sure your employees are educated. Next is make make sure you have that monitoring, those antivirus software, those alerts, so you stay ahead of the curve. Before problems really cause an impact to your business, you want to be able to stop those problems before they start. And I think the last thing is make sure you have multiple copies of your data, 
not just stored securely in a cloud, but stored somewhere where you can get it back very, very quickly. If you can only afford to be down for two hours, don't pay for a backup solution that takes you eight hours or 24 hours to get that data back. If you can afford to be down for two hours only, then get a backup solution that can get you back up and running in two hours. I or ask your company how long it takes. Yeah, it's definitely one of those things that you you get what you pay for. Like you said, oh, yeah. you know, your data could be there, it could be secure. It's just a matter of how quickly you can get it back to be able to get up and running. Yep. Now, something that you said before we sign off, I'm sorry, but I have to ask, how often do you see that it's just one employee not paying attention, opens up an email, clicks that link, puts in information that actually affects the whole company? It's always just one employee. And it's never the same employee. Right. Of course, they target the accounting department because you have access to the money, the finances, right. the bank accounts. But it's always just, it's most often one employee. So all the time we see it. They will throw a big spider web out and try to get anyone to respond to an email. But the people that do respond, they're going to follow you and follow you and follow yeah. you. And I mean, it's funny, um, CJ, I think you even mentioned that people, uh, some of our employees, some of your employees are getting text messages pretending to be you. Yep, absolutely. Yep. So, uh, don't fall for those either. It happens yeah. all the time. Yeah. If you get a text message, say, hey, it's CJ. I lost my phone. Um, can you go to Rite Aid and buy me a gift card? It's not CJ. <laughs> yeah, right? Absolutely. So let me leave you guys with two big things that you should be walking away today from this episode. And one is that make sure that you have your data safe. Make sure that you have some sort of cybersecurity plan in place and that you're working with someone that you feel comfortable, understands your business, and is there to help you should anything go wrong. And the second thing is, and I think this is probably one of the most important pieces, is make sure that you are talking to your entire employee base about how to be safe when it comes to cyber cybersecurity, things that they need to look out for, types of emails that they shouldn't be clicking on. Um, and worst case, do what we do, which is forward it over to someone like Scott <laughs> and say, hey, is this legit or not? Um, so there are things that you can do, very simple, very cost-effective ways to protect your company. But if you are not working with a strategic partner to help you with your cybersecurity, you are already setting yourself up for failure. So you heard it here. Scott, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. And we will see you all next time here in the den. Thanks for having me. Thank <laughs> you.